In the United States, sex work is criminalized and stigmatized. This criminalization perpetuates the exploitation of sex workers, allowing for harmful work conditions, further exposing this subpopulation to client and police violence and harsh penalties. Over the past decade, many states, including Maine, Massachusetts, New York, Vermont, and Washington, D.C., have proposed legislation to decriminalize sex work. Yet, despite these efforts, none of the proposed policies have been passed. Hello Starshines, my name is Kirsten, or you can also call me Kay. Today I will be speaking on the controversial topic, the legalization of sex work. And I'm going to provide some brief education on the utilization of the art of persuasion so you too can advocate for sex workers effectively. I have with me today my dear friend AJ Johnson from Sac City Podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you so much, Kay, for having me. I appreciate you. Um, very excited to jump in. Uh, this is a nice polarizing topic, so let's let's go ahead and do it. So you mentioned persuading our politicians and fellow voters. How how can you do that to let them know that the legalization of sex work is a win-win for all? To start, we're going to begin with framing, which Robert Cialdini, a renowned social psychologist and professor at the University of Arizona, calls persuasion. You can think of this in terms of using the colloquial expression hook, line, and sinker. The frame is the hook of your argument, and you can't fish without a hook. For this particular controversial issue, an advocate must begin by framing their argument around their target politician and our fellow citizen voter. Political affiliations will play a vital role in persuasion because many people like to remain consistent with their affiliations. So how do you pry? I mean, like, what does that look like to frame for one side against the other? So if your target leans more left, one could attempt at framing their argument, speaking mainly on the social problems surrounding the criminalization of sex work. So one could argue that comprehensive decriminalization is necessary when considering the harmful effects that these policies are having, and they're really important to the, to the communities that they claim to support. So those who identify as LGBTQ, people of color, and women are overrepresented in sex work and are the most at risk for being victimized by citizen and police violence. And when sex workers are arrested, they are charged with prostitution and loitering. So even if they wanted to escape from this lifestyle, alternative employment can be difficult to attain. I definitely understand that. There are multiple communities we've seen just kind of get stuck in the cycle, get arrested, and then you fall right back into doing what you what you know best. Right. And leftists claim to support the above subpopulations mentioned above. I would also assume leftists want to defund the police are in favor of decreased police violence, no matter who is experiencing wrongful police violence. Leftists also lobby for universal health care. And sex workers are a population that have been left out of the Affordable Health Care Act. So do they really mean universal health care? But isn't that like a give and take? I mean, like if you're proposing this type of thing to the right side, you, you have to understand the things that they're not going to want to or not going to agree with. Right. Right. This uh, avenue of an argument probably won't lie so heavily or speak so heavily to Republicans. For a target who leans more right, this might be a bit more challenging because conservatives are notoriously associated with their Christian values. And with the recent overturn of Roe versus Wade, a debate with a right-leaning person about sex work has the potential to rise in intensity. For a right-leaning target, I would utilize the financial arguments. 
legalization of sex work will open up sex workers' wages to be taxed, so money could go back into making improvements for their community and or potentially lowering their taxes due to this increased revenue, much like the legalization of marijuana did for Colorado. Also, less public funds will be spent arresting and jailing sex workers, which means less funds dedicated and given to these arrests. Yeah, but I can still see some of those like far right people still hating this idea of being stuck to their, I guess, Christian values, if you will. <laughs> yeah, well, the smart ass of me wants to bring up the story of Mary Magdalene. She was, in every sense of the word, a whore. And Oof. she was known, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, she was defined as a whore in the Bible, and she was known to be Jesus's favorite. If anyone knows anything about the Christian Bible, knows Jesus didn't hang with the most reputable crowd. He reached out and welcomed them and loved them despite their flaws. And Jesus didn't hate sinners, but he did despise hypocrites. Okay, maybe don't say that. Hostile detected. I think the financial argument currently is the best way to go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you keep going the whore route, they're going to want to baptize you. <laughs> yeah, like a, just come to the door with like a little Nerf squirt gun. Filled with holy uh, water. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a while since I've been to confession, so maybe <laughs> I need it. Um, but anyway, I digress. But one can argue that legal or not, sex work is a lifestyle. Some do not choose, but rather fall into, and that the legalization of sex work does not mean there will necessarily be a spike in sex work. So for framing, it would make sense. A person who identifies with political affiliations would want to remain consistent in their ideologies and will more likely be intrigued to learn more, or at least want to listen to what you have to say. As soon as you figure that out, this is the point where you can determine what style of persuasion, aka how you elaborate to effectively build upon your initial proposal and really drive your message home or decide to back off. All right, so tell me a little more about these routes of persuasion. Like, which way would you go for who? So there are two routes of persuasion that are based on what is called the elaboration likelihood model, central and peripheral. Once you assess your argument, begin assessing whether or not the target you're trying to discuss is centrally or peripherally minded. Ask yourself, does this person really care about the issue? Does he or she seem motivated to listen and evaluate? Are they willing to actually bring forth thoughtfulness and effort to the conversation? Are they informed on the topic to critically evaluate the proposed argument? And if they're not informed, do they even want to be? And if your assessment's positive, then a central form of elaboration has the potential to be successful. However, peripheral-minded people require low elaboration and cognitive thought when considering an argument. So which side do you lean more towards? Oh, I'm definitely 100% central. I require high okay. elaboration. Okay. <laughs> um, however, I do suggest approach your argument with openness rather than robust confidence or aggressiveness. Because even though you believe in your argument and you think that you know it's factual, you, if you seem overconfident, you might scare your target audience away or put them into defense mode. You want to present yourself as sure, yet open to discussion. Why is that? Well, according to psychological research performed by Tormala and Petty, unsuccessful persuasive attacks can backfire by increasing the strength of the target attitude, meaning a failed persuasion attempt could actually harm the cause of the would-be persuader. If we fail to persuade this group, they might actually become even more firm in their thinking and considering how extreme conservatives act, they might take up a crusade to fight against this issue. Hostile detected. We have to hope more people will be open to the facts on how the legalization of sex work will be more helpful than detrimental. 
And matter of fact, the Harvard Civil Liberties Review states, the underlying reason that people are uncomfortable listening to sex workers about the legalization of prostitution has nothing to do with the concern for the health and safety of women. If that were the genuine concern, prostitution would be legal in the United States by now. The underlying reason people disagree with the legalizing of prostitution is that prostitution is viewed as amoral because it involves mostly women selling their bodies for financial gain. However, telling women what they can and cannot do with their bodies does not come from a place of morality. It comes from a place of control. I can agree with that. I mean, sex should and can be intimate, but it can also be about power, like like a power exchange. So, I mean, I see how this can be beneficial, but you know, I wonder how human trafficking in the U.S. world can be affected if sex work were legalized today. There are studies that do indicate an increase in inflow of human trafficking, but I believe this requires another episode of a podcast. Uh, so I can dive a bit deeper into the problems that surround human trafficking and how it potentially relates to legal sex work. Because human trafficking is non-consensual and legal sex work is consensual or it should be. So I would love to see research on how these two explicitly overlap and I haven't seen that yet. Um, consent is the most important aspect of sex. And let me repeat that, consent is the most important aspect of sex. And I think therein lies a huge difference already, but I am sure that's just the tip of the iceberg. So I hope you all enjoyed my little show. Thank you, AJ, for being here. I appreciate you. Tell everyone where they can find you. Thank you very much for having me. I sincerely learned a lot. And uh, guys, you can all find me at Sac City Pod on all forms of social media. Uh, if you enjoy sports, that's where you'll find us every Monday through Friday on YouTube. 10 a.m. Eastern at Sac City Pod. Again, appreciate you having me, Kay. Absolutely. Always a joy to talk with you. Um, but okay, all you cool cats and kittens, until next time. 